0: Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of those people, if you're one of those people, if you're one of those people, fuck. Thanks so much for coming back. But for everyone out there who's new to the show, welcome. Feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda. And for today only... Well, maybe not only, but a special occasion. Scotch, in the fridge. Well, this wasn't in the fridge. This was on the shelf. But cheers. cheers. Do not drink all of this at once, or you will probably die. Savor. Right? Drink all of this at oh once. God.
1: Got
0: it. If you don't know, now you know. Everybody, make some noise. Grey Walkers in the house. <laughs> Finally, all these years. This is episode four hundred. Whoa. Episode four hundred. It took three hundred and ninety nine other motherfuckers. Because I believe I've been in the band the entire time I've been doing this podcast. If not, pretty close.
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think I was on episode fifty. 50. You were fifty.
1: Okay, we've all been on here in a. Some Evan time. never has. Is, oh. Whoa, Thanks
2: Evan's never been on the podcast.
3: Yeah. I'm here
1: now, I made it. It doesn't matter when you do it. I long made long it, guys.
0: It. I'm here. I think the issue with like the band being on the podcast and stuff like Evan, like out of everybody, like I see Evan more than almost anybody else I know between Greywalker and Normal Creatures. And it's just one of those things where it's like we already we're busy humans. And when we are hanging out, it's like work, 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 right? We're even taking off a rehearsal night tonight to do this. But thank you all for being here. So, awkward situation, right? Because how am I supposed to ask the band that I'm in Hmm. questions about the band, right? But also, how do we do this in a way where it's not some rambly off the rails sort of thing that only people who are friends with us are going to get something out of this? Because the idea is to maybe create something entertaining for our friends, but also to generate something that's informational for anybody who has never heard Greywalker. So let's just do a quick rundown of what is Greywalker.
3: Evan, go. Oh, okay. So genre-wise, what is Greywalker? Right, and that's a great question, isn't uh, it? Because it's been the question all along. Yeah. It's, what is it? It's a mix of things. I. Th- I think that what makes us us is we're all about uh, like the twin guitar thing. You know, we're very into, or at least I am. Sorry if you guys aren't. No, just joking. I know you are. But like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, <clears throat> Thin Lizzy, Dual Guitar Harmony thing, uh, I think has always been like something that we've always done. <sighs> God, if you guys have listened to if other people have listened to us i hope that they see that we try to write songs i think that's something that's really important song structure i'm a pop song structure guy i know we've talked brian about that type of thing before yeah like i want a hook i want a chorus i like movement i like the verses to be kind of like evil or brooding and
2: like 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 you kind of want everything to be like a well-rounded composition. Yeah. Like you kind of want to like, yeah, I've kind of hit, not saying that there's necessarily a checklist, but it's like, all right, well, this kind of has all of like the key components of kind of what you visualize as really like songs that really stick with you. Yeah, for sure.
3: Um, and like, we're just really, I don't know, we're all into thrash and punk rock, uh new wave of, british heavy metal new wave of american heavy metal metalcore stuff um i don't know as as long as it's kind of thrashy and upbeat but we also like epic and kind of we talk about the riff eagle coming out <laughs> so on a, on a good chorus part you know when you when we feel like we got a good lead Soar. that's soaring over top that's like the riff eagle <laughs> like we're always looking at take you on that mountaintop and um, yeah I I guess that's it you know
0: that's like the the interesting thing about the band has always been like if you were to describe it it's like we're into all genres of metal and we dislike writing songs it's not progressive it's not avant-garde it's not anything really other than metal But I feel that the entire time that we've been in this band, it's always hard for people outside to put us in a box. I feel like sometimes we either are like battling like, oh, like we play with bands that are older than us and we're doing like that young kid shit, even though we're all in our fucking thirties or we play with bands that are younger than us and we're doing that old man shit. It's like, I feel like the approach that we've had to songwriting has always been pretty traditional and not crazy but i don't know why it always seems like it just gets lumped into like a. Well, not always i think there are plenty of people that get it and dig it right
3: mm-hmm.
0: why can't I just be like
3: this is a metal band and just take it for that yeah i yeah i think we
1: <clears throat> intentionally or not like kind of like being just straightforward metalheads like to put people in certain spots yeah, But we try to not be in one spot. We do get some that are fairly accurate in a way
3: that I can't deny as influence, totally. to be fair. So, like, I I would be a terrible liar if I, you know, we get a Darkest Hour comparison all the time. Sign me up, you know, yeah, I, I, we love that type of stuff. Or, like, I, any of the Swedish melodic death stuff. Listen, I listen to that to death, like, too much, probably. So, like, if someone says, like, Olden Flames which I heard recently, I was like, hell yeah, which is like, we're not really, but we're into that. Well, and
2: even, you know, guitar or drum wise as well. Like, you know, I, it seems, you know, more and more, it's like in the metal drumming world, it's kind of like a competition. You know, it's like who can play like the fastest blast beats and who can like, you know, just be going just absolutely crazy. And that's just something like I'd never subscribe to that's you know yeah on the punk rock thing but that's also sort of similar to a lot of these bands that you talk about it's like yeah they have some you know some stuff it's it's not you know i wouldn't say it's simple drumming but it's not you know anything that people would consider extreme so even in that respect it matches a lot of those older you know thrash style bands that you know just aren't um it, there's just not as many of them around that are, are sort of younger. I would say that maybe we're on the younger side of that sort of spectrum at this point. Um, Cause that's kind of like an age that is, that started a, a long time ago and it's, you know, I could see a little bit of it coming back in some music, but it's still some, kind of something that's um, a little bit in the past.
0: I don't know. It just doesn't impress me from a technical perspective. I find that like the thing that bums me out the most about, a lot of heavy metal. It's not all heavy metal, but a lot of heavy metal these days is that people are looking for like the next craziest thing and not the next best thing. It's like if it was all hot sauce and everybody's like, Oh, I need the hotter hot sauce. It's like, well, what about the flavor? The flavor doesn't matter. Is it hotter? What's the Scoville units? What's the BPM? Right? Like who the fuck cares?
1: I mean, I, it's just not for me, man. I was telling Evan, you know, the term riff salad, it's like people just want to show how technical they can play instead of focusing not actually trying to write something cohesive and well-rounded and you want to listen to it's like just putting a bunch of riffs over and over and over again just to show off basically
2: well and there's a place for it um
1: you know like it's i'm
2: not saying that you know there's a there's no value in that music Probably? i mean mm-hmm. you know there's definitely a place for it but it's just not um not our thing it's, it's not our thing and i think it's just um it, it does seem to be becoming, becoming the trend of more shock value rather than than songwriting. And, you know, I, I personally like better songwriting. That's why I'm into more pop music is because I enjoy the hooks and I enjoy the structure and, um, you know, I enjoy the, the nuances to it, just the little things that are added on top, not necessarily something that, that quite sticks out When you hear it the first time, but something after you go back and you listen to it, something different that you catch that wasn't quite prominent, but you realize it was a layer that made made you attach a feeling to that song.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I think something that might help people get a better understanding of us as a band, if they don't know us already as people personally, would be to maybe dig into some of our. Influences outside of heavy metal and how they impact the band. Because I think that we brought it up before, but for me, listening to a lot of pop music and not necessarily modern pop, I mean, you know, you can go back to fucking old Rod Stewart or police or anything like that. Like these are fucking awesome songs. And like I always try to absorb that stuff. And even when we're writing songs, thinking about like, yo, this part should be longer, this part should be shorter. Like don't forget, there's going to be, you know, it's not just the guitars here or it's not just the drums here. Like don't think about your part too much, or maybe you should think, you know, I'm like always thinking about those things more and it's always coming from like a pop background. So for you guys, let's maybe start with cult musical influences in terms of like the stuff that you want to do and what do you think you bring to the table with gray walker? Which I guess you're in an, an awkward position now an because position. you're, um,
1: <laughs> but I have a similar background to Joey. I grew up listening to punk rock and just those simple, simple riffs, simple, easy to listen to parts that are just catchy, the hooks. Um, I'm not like a technical player or anything like that, but I just, it's more bringing something that. To keep it simple stupid you know kiss so yeah it, it doesn't have to be over complicated but then you know sometimes it does need to be so that's when you got people like evan it's like this needs a little uh <laughs> a little evan love on that riff <laughs> zazz. <laughs> zazz it up <laughs> um but yeah like punk rock and thrash and stuff that that's where i come from mostly you know
0: yeah, I think that 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 Yin Yangs, I know uh Joe, you're next in line, but you kind of already talked about coming from a punk rock background, and I think that that is like the whole thing that makes Grey Walker what it is is like there's that mixture between like a melodic heavy metal and kind of like not and like a more pop focused punk rock background because we're not talking like a like crusty type of punk no. background we're talking more like you know what some may call like mall punk but like yeah. you know 90s era epitaph bands and yeah. shit like that and
2: you know also like um a lot of the bands that i enjoyed from you know that sort of era were more influenced by metal like bands like lagwagon and Propagandi mm-hmm. and and you know uh i w- i would say newer but they're not that much newer is a wilhelm scream is another example it's just very like metal style guitars over, strung out uh, yeah strung out another one from you know uh that era of just like yeah they're they're punk rock bands but you could tell they were inspired by metal bands before them and then the other side of it is just growing up you know my dad being a radio disc jockey it's like i get all of this different music that was around the house or that you know i'd go to work with my dad and he would at the radio station or whatever the format was at that time it's like yeah i'm listening to that whatever's kind of going on so i got all of this stuff when i was younger and then it kind of went into the punk rock because it's like yeah you're 13 years old and you know you're in high school and you're being angsty or whatever and you join a band and of course it's gonna be (laughs) of course it's gonna be punk rock and it just kind of all went from there
0: yeah and then i guess evan you know what's the the quick background for you man
3: uh, I, I guess like Joey, mine came from home first. My parents were music teachers, my sisters played piano and sang, and I I got it all, man. I was very lucky. My my dad always says it's it's all the same 12 notes. So <laughs> um he's right. I just kinda always took it in. Now uh angsty high school Evan put all those into a bundle and got into hardcore and heavy metal and stuff like Back that
1: hair and shit yeah, right,
3: right, right. You grow your hair out and put holes in your ears and and that re- and that stuff sticks with you too so uh man i I'm into anything as long as it's good song, good music, usually find something to like about it if you listen carefully, I like being an active listener,
0: yeah. Doing this shit is not easy, really. I mean, it is easy, but it is taxing in some ways because we all have lives outside of the band. And I think one thing that I do want to get into, and maybe this is going to be more for the people that are friends of us, but this could maybe be applicable to people that don't know who we are, but have gone through similar things. It's just like how fucking hard it is to just like make this happen. It's easy, but it's not. And I wanted to like dig into your thoughts regarding all of this because you know we have a new EP that is out now. By the time this airs, the the EP has been released. Check it out yeah. if you want. Quick promo: Spotify, Bandcamp, Apple Music, wherever you listen to. Gray Walker Lake Show is available. Four songs, four songs that took entirely too long to release. But it's not like we weren't fucking doing nothing even just getting those four songs down was a fucking task. Right. So, you know, I'm curious to get everyone's thoughts about um, just like the time that it takes and how we've dealt with like being patient and blah, 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 blah. And like what it's been like for you just over, I mean, COVID shit aside, because even the year before that, we just had a lot of shit that was making it hard for us to operate. Right. Right. So I don't know
2: who wants to take the lead on this, Joe. You look like you may want to say something. Oh, I mean, <clears throat> you know, I, I guess I have, you know, sort of the, the different dynamic, um, compared to you guys that I have, you know, I have a wife and a kid at home. Um, you know, you, you Col- you have kids too. Um, but your, your kids are older and everything. You know, I have a younger one that, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to manage the time. Um, you know, so whenever we have a gig, it's like, OK, I can't just like go off and be like, OK, cool. Yeah, whatever. It's like, all right, well, I got to check, you know, my wife's schedule. I got to check my daughter's schedule, what she's doing, um, you know, and then if we figure it out, it's like, OK, well, who's who's doing what? You know, who's who's staying home or are we, you know, shipping shipping the kid off to grandma's or whatever? So that's one part of it, um, you know, is just managing all of that. Um, just and that's just scheduling a gig Um, (laughs) then it's like all right during the week figuring out your your personal time to still dedicate to you know the other things it's like yeah all right well I've got like the you know how many ever days a week that I'm dedicating to the practice aspect of it of just getting together and going through and trying to write where's the time to fit in just like inspiration and and creativity and everything you know that fitting that in gets difficult too you know and then on top of that you have you think about all of your schedules as well it's like yeah maybe i happen to have one weekend where i'm totally free and then everybody else kind of has their stuff going on managing that uh you know managing full-time work on top of that uh I went to I went to college like the last five years essentially through all this. So family, uh, college, work, uh, changing jobs, you know, happened over the last couple of years, figuring all that out. You know, it's and a band is so much more of a commitment than, you know, um, I always say like joining like a, a sports team like you know you could play the same songs for how many ever years and whatever you know like say essentially playing the same soccer or hockey game every you know every Saturday for for 10 years but you know in order for it to still be interesting in a band to me it's like all right well you got to keep writing and you got to keep those creative juices going and it's just it's so difficult to to fit all of that in amongst just life totally the
0: thing that you said about finding the time to like engage with like your creative brain like i never really thought about that but like as soon as you said it, i'm like holy shit like that's something that i've struggled with so much too because it's like you know it's what it's you know when you're doing so much shit and i'm like i'm busy thinking about X, Y, or Z, I'm not thinking about A, B, and C. And then finally, it's like, oh shit, okay, now I gotta get together, get myself together and write vocals for this. It's like, well, what? What have I been inspired by? What have I been doing? The fuck am I, am I gonna write about my 40 hour work week? And we're not a country band yet, <laughs> yeah. you know? So it's like, what the fuck <laughs> do I write about, you yeah. know? And it like, makes it hard to find those things. And like, you know, Evan, I'm curious, like, cause you're a busy motherfucker too, you always have been, you know, what's like, exploring
3: creativity like for you i just well i the something that i've noticed is that norm and uh, you know it's almost like a ignorance is bliss thing but like a lot of people they don't realize all the little fine details that go into being in a band or there's like some misconception to some things right i'm gonna stay through the end of this show i'm gonna watch the last band people might think you're just there to have a a beer and you're partying but like you're watching the merch booth you're selling merch you're networking you're setting up your next show you're supporting the headliner who's your friend from out of town you're you know what i mean like you're doing every all these other things it's not just like i want to play the show and a lot of people think you just went and like no like we loaded all of our gear out ourselves which isn't light and do a trailer <laughs> we had to figure out transportation and who was picking up the trailer and what time we were leaving there's so much coordination um you know if if people go to only see like our slack messenger <laughs> yeah there's plenty of jokes in the designated general non-band <laughs> stuff section for sure but that's part of why you know why we do this but like there's a lot of tabs, like there's a lot of like recording, shows, show offers, videos. But and, you know, we're so fortunate to have your background and that you're helping, us, you know, you're always taking care of. I can't do the visual stuff. I'm at a loss. You know, that's just not my thing. So there's also this teamwork and, you know, back and forth. And you're like, hey, guys, how do you think this looks? Just like I would be like, hey, guys, here's this idea for a song. What do you think? And then we're also working together. And then, you know, you're throwing things into a pot so it's not like we're a solo act where we can just make all the calls and do everything right away and act immediately it's not like, like
1: you're writing all the songs and we're just waiting to learn them right and do it, we're know? all it's
3: into like, it together and we work well together and that's what makes it work but there's so many fine details and this and that's just a couple small examples of what it's like to be in a band not to mention like pre-production and recording like and those are all totally separate kinds of skills. Recording is totally different than playing live. And there are great, wonderful, fun things about both of those things. And then there's difficult, hard, annoying thing, whatever, about both as well that you just have to deal with and function with. No. And not every venue is the same. Your gear's not always going to react the same. So, all of a sudden, like, I would have never thought of myself as like a gearhead when I started and got into music, but I probably know more than I even accredit myself for <laughs> just for having to do repairs or last minute repairs on my instrument or setting up my pedal board or. It's a lot. Well, I mean, we're nerds, so we kind of, and we take it in well, and I'm pretty smart, yeah.
2: gentlemen. But like, well, but then, but then the other thing that you kind of um, stumbled upon a little bit is, you know, the idea of the teamwork and the idea that we're sort of in a a thing that when you have creative minds that come together, it's like, well, everybody wants their creative piece heard. And then on top of that, it's like, You also have just normal friend dynamics and, and work dynamics, right? Like if you're working, I don't want to call this a job, but like you're, you're loading gear in and out, you know, stuff like that. There is some, there's a labor to it. So like if somebody is happening, you know, is having a bad day and like, you know, they kind of, um, you know, aren't doing like pulling their weight. It's like you as, you know, part of it have to sort of like emotionally check yourself and be like, not. Maybe irritated or like work your way through it. Like there's this, you know, there's this thing that you have to work through as as your friendships and relationships with with an yeah. That I th- difficult. You know, I think that you know it's it's
0: an oxymoron, a paradox of how us
1: caring too much bites us in the ass sometimes. Well, I was just gonna say, <laughs> take like everything that you guys said and I imagine three of us here are in multiple bands. So take all that and split that into a whole other group of people and a group of shows and a group of this and a group of that.
0: And I mean, Joey's
2: played in multiple bands before, you know what I mean? Like, and you know, I was, I was playing with you for a while there and then, you know, it was like, you know, life caught up and I was like, all right, you got to choose. Like there literally is only so much time. And I think the thing that's
0: like interesting too, which isn't, probably unique to us but it definitely affects our situation is that all of us have like outside of um the band and outside of our families and personal lives we all have like day jobs that we take reasonably seriously that are very laborious and like very like task oriented and like very attention to detail so like literally like every single aspect of our life is like focusing on little details. Like you can't fuck this up. You can't fuck that up. And there's no, there's no space to relax. And I think that part of like, at least for me personally, with like the way that my work life is and everything, it bleeds into the band. I can deal with it, but there is like a certain weight that's put on your shoulders that when you're carrying it for years in this band doing this, it's like exhausting because it's fun but it's a different kind of fun. I don't even know what like fun without scheduling or task managing <laughs> is really. I have no idea. I can't even fucking like go to a fucking theme park without planning out like everything that I'm going to fucking do or being in control of the situation. We all like agendas.
2: Yeah. You know? It's like, too like, fucking. Oh, here's how our day is going to go. Yeah. Like at least, not, you know, it doesn't have to be down to the minute, but I think, you know, that's something we all enjoy. Enjoy. It's like, okay, we kind of like, Yeah, we can putz around a little bit, but we have like at least a basic structure of, you know, it's like, oh, well, we have to show up to the venue at least at this time to load in. And then this is when the show's going to start and everything. So it's like, all right, we have all these things. And then we just kind of just fill in the gaps, you know, and that's kind of like the room for like, you know, creativity, if you will, when it comes to just like how our days go.
0: Yeah. So, you know, outside of the bands, some people, you know, may have an idea of like who we are and what we do, whether how exciting or boring it is, but let's dig into it real quick for anybody that doesn't know. I am the air quote production manager at get hip records. And I, whenever I'm not stressing out over music that I'm releasing, I'm stressing out over music that other people are releasing. And that's what I do. Cole, what's your life like?
1: just for my job yeah um so i work for a company doing industrial design so i'm basically taking other people's ideas and trying to make them real life ideas and
0: that's not too dissimilar from what i do
1: yeah
0: weird yeah joey what's your how you paying these fucking dumb bills i work in trash
2: <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. All right. <laughs> no, it's always it's it's funny. Every job that I've worked, um I always have to say it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> and I always try and figure out like a ten thousand foot view to basically kind of explain what I do because it always tends to be like I'm always wearing like 50 hats at once, but sure. this essentially like um trash and recycling service management. Um, and I figure out contracts and quotes and, and all that kind of stuff for big apartment complexes and things like that. That's a 10,000 foot view of somebody apartment. has to do it. Yeah. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah. Somebody's got to deal with the trash.
3: <laughs> Evan. Um, well, I'm a brewer. I wanted to make a funny trash reference. Do it. For- I really like our beer, so really. <laughs> shout out to all my Really my trashed my your opportunity for yeah, that right. one. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: like
3: yeah so I'm a brewer. Yeah. Um, I, I work at Cinderlands. It's awesome. Um, I brew beer and transfer beer and bottle beer and drink beer. and. Um, Speaking of beer, this is really good. Yeah yeah awesome beverages yeah um but yeah definitely certainly task oriented like you said and getting the numbers down on paper and making sure things line up and um doing things through through like the right procedures because i can screw things up very easily and have have a really tough day and in my line of work if i screw up i generally deal with it physically (laughs) you know i'm i've been covered in beer and hops and everything else uh, but it's fun it's a cool mix between like blue collar stuff and art and intellectual stuff so i dig it
0: yeah so evan now with you being in you know the beer industry that's like you are now working in an industry um where you know when I met you like it was like one of the first things I think we did you know was we had a beer together you know I'm pretty sure it was a green flash palette wrecker, with a fish sandwich at the library very specific it was a good day
3: but yeah we I think we were sh- were that was probably we, brief acquaintances yeah that was probably right after uh so before gray walker i guess that's good background i don't Uh know if people know this but
0: listen i'm i'm good at doing this podcast stuff all right Uh, just
3: (laughs) my man take it take it i see so joey and i were in a band (laughs) called mara and um and brian were in ascend the fallen and we actually played my god it was my first show in a long time i had just joined mara worst audition ever they i was they were dumb though i fooled them (laughs) Uh, we didn't we didn't have anybody else yeah so (laughs) i lucked out they didn't have another choice Uh, but i seem like a nice guy and i'm easy to work with um thank you craigslist yeah yeah thanks craigslist i was in college at the time and a friend of mine saw the craigslist ad and told me that i should respond and i did Um, and the first show that we played was with ascend the fallen at the fallout shelter. Ah, uh, yeah, and that was like kind of like we had another show on the books. Yeah, it was the at- next
2: day, I believe. We we played on a Friday at the fallout shelter, and then we played the altar bar um, on on the following day on that Saturday.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was like my warm up show go, <clears throat> to go from the fallout shelter to altar bar. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> that was cool. Um, but I, I I faked my way through it and. That's when I met you guys. And I'm sure later that year was there a hillbilly metal fest. Mm -hmm. Yep, And we all played that together, Mm -hmm. which is very memorable moment. I think in all of our lives, it was the thing that I
0: remember most about that show is that there was a band that played that show that nobody ever heard from again called Rivers of Nile. I don't know where those guys went. I I don't know what happened to them. But they were pretty good. I'm surprised that nothing happened with those guys. Yeah, yeah. they they didn't really do too much after Wild. after that. Yeah, it's really a shame. They were really good.
1: Yeah,
3: awesome.
0: Dude. I remember
1: yeah. it was about as hot as it is outside right now. <laughs> yeah, that fucking place. It
3: was the hottest. There were tornado warnings that day too, so it was like sticky out. It was muggy, as Pittsburghers say. And we we all kind of rode up together. You know, we were uh, we the, we had mutual friends in the, each band, and we all knew each other, and we're all cool, and we kind of tag teamed it up there together, and well, we you mean carrying
1: Ryan's symbols in the back. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's <laughs> we, we'll, we'll pass on that one.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, proceed, yeah. Proceed.
3: So, yeah, I guess that was the start of it. Um, we we became friends through those few shows, run into each other at shows. I was out to eat one night with totally separate friends you happen to be at the same place they're on a mission to get some beers and like get it in and have some food and drinks um this was god that had it was over 10 year, 10 years ago yeah. right so um the big like the fad was like big bold west coast ipas and like green flash palette Wrecker, as you mm-hmm. remembered had like just recently been released and we were there on a mission to get, I, I mean, that was a huge beer. So I guess oh, we we're, yeah. were on one and um, and get some food and ran into you at like the upstairs bar. Dude, we're getting some pallet records. You yeah. got to come and hang out. And I guess the
0: rest is yeah. history.
3: We had a good time.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I I remember that night very vividly, which is surprising, all things yeah. considered. <laughs> right. But, um, you know, looping back around, one of the things that is interesting and I'm curious if you've ever thought about this is like you know you had a long history of being interested in craft beer before you became a brewer right Mm -hmm. just in the same way that you had an interest in music before you started playing in bands and started doing things and like once you start getting involved once you go behind the curtain once you see how the nuggets are made if Mm -hmm. you will Mm -hmm. it changes your perspective right and I'm curious like what it's been like for that to happen with
3: you and like two different aspects of interest of life Uh, sometimes you do know too much and you don't want to be overly critical and you want like everything to smack like it did when you didn't know as much um just i might be able to have a beer now and back in the day be like this is great and maybe now notice something oh the the carbs a little low on this beer. I like shouldn't even think like that sometimes. Right. Like it's snare drumbling on doing ruin, bro. Can't do it. Can't do it.
0: (laughs) Right.
1: And or
3: like, you know, it's like, Oh man, I can tell that those drums are like programmed on here and that's not really my style, but I get it. And it just doesn't have that like vibe that I like. And I'm like, and I stop and think, and I'm like, what are you doing dude you're, like, you're killing this for yourself killing you can, your own vibe yeah you can you can do that you can you can know too much but I, I think you have to stop yourself and just be aware of it you know if you notice something like that you then you kind of have to take that thought place it aside and then take the try to take as much of the rest of yeah. the picture as you can and be objective but also find a way not to spoil the fun of it. Try don't just be write cynical. It all off. Yeah. Don't be like, well, this sucks yeah, right? just because of one small detail. Sometimes that might be the cool thing. No, right?
1: it seems like the cool thing to do nowadays. <laughs> you know, I w- I won I'm glad that you chimed
0: in because I wanted to direct this conversation to you, Colt, because you, of all people that I know are probably one of like the most accepting people. Mm-hmm. I don't when ever com- think things
1: that yeah. much. Yeah. It's like, you never have, I've, I've never taken all, you. All like the, like I can tell drums are programmed or I can tell like <clears throat> little, little things, you know, about like the carb situation. I might not notice that so much, but like it still doesn't take away from me enjoying it you know there's a lot of people i'll use uh dragon ball for a reference here believe it or <laughs> right. yeah dragon ball. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people don't like the the newer dragon ball super stuff because the animation changed and it like completely just turns everybody off from being able to watch it but like it's still to me it's it's still dragon ball sure so like I, that doesn't take away from me like i just love life and i love things in general you know
0: dude like i've been able to do that with pretty much all pop culture like i've never gotten worked up over like new ninja turtle stuff or new star Wars. like i don't give a fuck like what the fuck are we talking about yeah. you know like it's fine mm-hmm. but i still have a hard time dealing with that with like music or art like how
1: it's like, I don't know what it is. I just, I don't know. <clears throat> I listen to everything and I just don't, I, I guess I don't overthink things that much. Or I don't, I just, if it sounds good and I can en- enjoy it, it makes me feel some kind of way, then I like it. I'm not going to be like, oh, well, you know, the hi hat was a little blah, 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 blah. <laughs> the guitar was a little bare. No, it's like, if it's a good fucking I song. I have no it problem good,
2: listening to the Bud Light of music. <laughs> I just, it just bare, just polished overproduced i got bigger shit to worry about yeah it's just like well it tastes fine to me uh, yeah it's all right whatever let's just proceed with it Did was my experience terrible no nah. okay cool just like go with it
0: yeah i think that like ultimately you know you have like uh there's a yin and yang sort of situation happening now with the four of us where me and evan are very
3: like I do. I was
0: going to say, much.
3: I'm so thankful for Colt's
2: perspective.
3: <laughs> He's like a great sounding board for me because I'm so guilty of like letting something like that be like, oh, terrible. It's different. <laughs> well, like God forbid, right? Like, and I realize that I'm this way Yeah. and Colt always like helps bring me back home and be like, it's cool. Like, it's still good. It's a good beer thing to eat song whatever 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 and and i need that i'm not always good with it
0: i think that one thing that i want to put out there just like a personal thing to you guys uh don't 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 take this to heart too much but i love you guys and uh from a personal perspective i think that you know just the impact that knowing all of you guys and all of your individual personalities has like helped me genuinely become a better person. And I owe it really to all of you guys and all of your, positivities Knowing and what, how not great st- i am it Joey's, doesn't surprise uh, me
1: not any different though remember <laughs> no I've, i haven't changed, changed joey Mo- at all. Yeah. i've been
2: the same person the
3: king of most growth and not to take anything <laughs> away from you or any of us because we all have and this is yeah. you know our funny running joke um you know joey will tell you he hasn't changed a bit but <clears throat> not one bit
0: well it's funny I it means it's like one of those things where it's like you know like when i was in ascend the fallen um with colt you know I never felt like that was my band. So I was always a little bit more reserved, but I feel like Joey saw me like in more of a temper tantrum sort of a thing in regards to like psych stuff. Right. Like, you know, Joey's maybe one of the first adults that I knew as an adult. That's probably the best way I could put it.
2: I'm not offended. That's
0: fine. You know, I don't mean I don't that. Know, I in don't a, know what the, I don't mean know, that in an offensive way, it, it was just like one of those things where it was like at the time that like, You know, like I met you like having somebody like not like call you out on shit in like a vindictive way, but call out stuff in a productive way. You're one of the first people that I knew that like was ever like, hey, don't do that. And I'm like, how do I what do I do with this information? It's just been given to me. I've never had anybody do this. But I was like, well, this is actually like good. And it like made me start thinking differently about the way that I react in situations or the way that I don't react. I think that I was a very passive person before I met you. And you being in my life made me be like, oh, it's okay to talk to people and to talk about things and put things out there, even mm-hmm. if sometimes it's a little bit too much. But that's just what you do. And we're all better for it.
2: Well, you know, and back then it was, you know, I was in a weird situation like you too, where it's like, well, this isn't really my band when i was playing with you it was your thing and you know for me a lot of that was like why you had all that passion it's like this is your thing and that's why you were so yeah you know you cared about it so much so i understood it but i was also kind of like okay well we have to figure out what that line is between like really caring and then just like sort of like um you know caring to your own detriment in a weird way. It's like sure. you were so passionate about it and it, and it was inspiring how passionate you were, but then like figuring out like where that line is but like, man, like this guy is just like really cares a lot, you know? So yeah, I think we just figured that that out. And I think it's also part of just friendship in general and our friendship is just like when you have friends, it's not necessarily easy to be friends you know (laughs) like totally all your like the real friendships always take work and like i also think that's why our friendships all four of us have grown because it's like we not only had to work on our friendship which was work but we had to work on the band which is work too so it just i think you know some people let difficulty like hold them back from things but like our difficulty is kind of what like keeps us going and like Mm -hmm. yeah figuring it out i think that you know
0: there's been um there's definitely been things that have come up with gray walker that i think probably would have like split apart plenty of bands sure but fortunately like we all are actually friends outside of the band and it's not like this is just something that we do i think that it's like the people that like like our band and if you're watching this Thank you. We appreciate you. But like I do what I do for this band for you guys and really not for anybody else. I feel like I like owe this to everybody because I feel like everybody cares so much. And I know like what we're capable of as a unit. And that's like why I want to like work so hard on this. So like we can do this thing fucking together and go play shows. And people are like, oh, cool. I dig that tight. I'm glad you fucking like it. But like I'm here for you guys. And I think that, like, everybody else is in that same boat. Nobody's like, I'm in this fucking band because, like, I want it to be about me. Like, I'm going to be the next cool singer that everyone's going to talk about. Or I'm the next best guitar player or drummer or whatever. It's like, that's not it. It's just like, no, we want fucking Greywalker to be a thing. Like, a cool thing.
1: I've heard, you know, countless times people say to me you know they've overheard us have conversations or seen the way we, we react to things or been at band practices and saw the way that we talk to each other or figure things out they're like man i, I wish that i could be in a band or even had a group of friends that communicated and, and respected each other the way that you guys do you can tell you guys really care about each other and i think it shows to a lot of people so that's good it means we're doing something right i guess yeah,
0: yeah i i really have no Ding dong idea, I really do not know. Um, you know, because even through all of this, um, self analysis and reflection and growth, I still feel like a fucking sixteen year old. Sure. And is that a bad thing? I don't know.
3: It's the fountain of youth, man.
2: Yeah, I I have no fucking idea. Well, it's it's weird because I think we've sort of reached the, um. I guess we've gained the wisdom over time where it's like, we still get to experience like those things that we experience, kind of like as a 16 year old, as a young, you know, a younger person and like go out and do those, some of those same things. But we also have learned so many lessons on how to not let it go wrong, you know, like taking, excuse me, some of the ego out of it and, and things like that and, and making it less about like us as individuals. Cause I mean, as teenagers and young people, like that's kind of the, attitude that you have it's like it's not i'm not saying that everybody is a jerk but at the same time like you're young and you're kind of a jerk like until you sort of start to figure it out and and realize how important these relationships around you are so we've reached a nice point where it's like we get to just kind of have it all
0: yeah and i think that there's you know an interesting conversation to be had about bands that are in our position where it's like, you know, I know with, I mean, fuck it. I'm not an egotistical person, but I'll say this. I think that we're just as good, if not better, than other bands that have achieved higher levels of success. Sure. Granted, I think that a lot of the reasons why we haven't made it to a certain level are probably because of factors that we all have outside of the band. And it just makes it impossible to navigate. But however it's happened, I think that we've still managed to find a happiness and find things to value about being in this band outside of like whatever success is and like redefining success. And for me, I've always felt that Greywalker was a phenomenally successful band. It's probably the most successful project that I've done musically. Ever And I've been in a ton of projects. You know, I feel like it's crazy, you know, the reaction that we get at shows, the reactions that we get online, even though it's not much compared to like some big band. I feel like we have a very genuine fan base, even if it's small, it's really cool. And like for me, It's kind of awkward because like I may have a podcast and I may play in bands, but I'm kind of like still socially anxious in a lot of ways. And like, I'm still happy that the band is in a position where it's like manageable on the level of my social anxieties. (laughs) It's like, I almost don't know like how I would be able to even function, you know, if it got to a certain point, you know, I could take more. So please you know, tell your friends, share our new EP, do all that stuff, let them know. But like, I always wonder, I've never been there, but I don't think, I don't know if I would ever be able to handle that well, just because like, I don't know, maybe when I was younger, it would have been a different thing. Maybe I could handle it differently, but now I don't know what the idea of like, oh, touring full time, going overseas, even if I'm getting paid and even if I'm able to sustain myself, I don't know. I would have no idea. I would go for it. Sure. I'm going to take the opportunity, but I have no idea how I would react to that. You know, how do you guys think about the idea of like what success means in terms of like your art and what you do creatively compared with like your personal life? Because, you know, even outside of the band, it's like, shit, things are cool. I have a cool house, cool people in my life, cool fucking friends. And it's like, how would I feel like I would be a total cunt to want more than what I have because I feel like I have so much more than so many people have? But at the same time, it's like, well, it would be cool to fucking tour Europe, but I don't know if I can handle it. This is a very rambly question, but how does everybody feel about this? Can Somebody can, talk. Can I get another beer there. Jesus Christ. Yes.
1: Go for it, Evan.
3: Me. This is a hard question. Yeah. This is a really hard question. (laughs) Um, This is, I think, something that I struggle with because, like you said, I have so much to be grateful for. And we've done really silly stuff and fun stuff and cool stuff. And we've done beer collabs and hot sauce collabs and, um, you know, received some, you know, local accolades and people seem to respond fairly well to what we do. And, uh, really, I, I also feel the same way that you do Brian in that this is more so just now a days about like my relationship with you guys than anything else. So I, yeah, I'm the same. I want to do more. If I could tour Europe or do it all the time, I would love to do that. Um, you know and no offense to my day job it's great but if, if i could do it full time i would um but I, I also deal with am i being a jerk for like expecting even more you know i i've already done a lot i'm i'm awarded so much freedom i can do really fun stuff and go out of town and play a gig at this other brewery and get free beers and no people out of town and laugh a lot and like have people travel and come and see us. And that makes me feel great. So
1: like what more I think is, you know, as long as, as there's progression, mm-hmm. you know, as long as the success is we keep getting better. We keep doing more. We keep trying to achieve something that's even if it's just one notch above what the last thing was, we're still going for that next notch and that next one. And we, you know, that's being successful. If it got to a point where nobody was giving a shit and we're going backwards, then I would say it's unsuccessful. And that, that goes with not just the band, but just in life, you know, with anything, Yeah. You know, even in my job, my career, everybody's trying to, you know, to climb that ladder, they want to progress and that's being successful. It's the same way with, with being in a band, you know, you want to play that other show. You want to write that other song. You want to, you know, make that other t-shirt you want to you're, you're progressing the whole way through it.
2: Well, and I think that's the, sometimes the tough thing to figure out is what, where is your level of progression? Where do you want it to go? How fast do you want it to happen? You know, um, you know, it, I think that's something people in general just struggle with. It's like you get a, you get a really good job. You, you worked, you know, except four or five years in college. Right. And you get the, the dream job you wanted okay, now what? Well, it's
1: something we <laughs> you know, all talked like, about. Too, yeah. You progression. What are each individual, what we want to do next, how we want to see the next thing go to be successful in our own worlds and try to empathize or, with each other. Like, you know, each individual circumstances to try and help each other achieve that. Even if it's, I want a bigger step than you want, but you know, we still want to climb that ladder at least some. Well, way. and figuring out, um,
2: you know, the pace in which you know that's also the difficulty of being in a band too and in the progression aspect is the pace in which everybody wants to or is able to go um and trying to align those you know expectations and and, and limitations to all work you know because if you have oh, man I'm gassy from beer getting old guess. <laughs> um, so uh you know g- making sure that it's like, if you, if you end up having, you know, like one person who is like, go getting and then you have three people that are like, meh, it's like not going to work where, and it's also the reverse, right? If you have like, you know, three people that are going like really wanting to go. And one person that's like, meh, it's like, well, that one person probably isn't going to work. And like, you know, that's the really the difficult thing about like being in a band is trying to find all the individuals who are like, kind of wanting to progress at the same pace or or at
0: least close to it. And, you know, it makes it really hard if you're dealing with that creative progression with somebody that you're good friends with, right? Which, I mean, okay, so we're an hour into this podcast. We've never said anything publicly about it, but we can throw it out here. Obviously, there's somebody not sitting here. We haven't said a goddamn word about it. <laughs> and uh, online or anything, people have asked us about it. But yes, there's a, a gentleman by the name of Ricky who is no longer in the band. And long story short, it was really just a situation where, you know, this just wasn't something that he was able to do any more in a way that I think that he was able to like obtain any sort of value from. And like, I totally get it because like, that's kind of like what we've been talking about a lot is like, you know, we're able to find that value. We're able to still enjoy this. And if somebody isn't, what do you do about that? It's like, okay, well, yeah, sure. This isn't a good idea, but when it's somebody that like you're close friends with that you've known for over a fucking decade or you've known for, the majority of your life, right? You know, like Colt okay. has, you know. It's like how do you approach this, you know? And this was really just a situation where, you know, it was a thing that we had been dealing with kind of behind the scenes for a while and ultimately, you know, Ricky made the call for himself that he wanted to focus on other things in his life and that this wasn't something that um was right for him anymore and we all pretty much you know mutually agreed that hey you know that's cool and we all supported him in that decision
2: you know and that's the and that's the big thing and it's it's like there was nothing wrong with that decision no you know it's like you know as friends and as you know that we're talking about how close we are like that's the decision as friends it's like you know i've said random things throughout the years of it's like somebody talks about something. It's like, yeah, if you need to quit the band and go and do that, like, yeah, I'm going to be, you know, disappointed and upset. But like, at the same time, like I'm pushing you to go and do the thing that's going to make no, you happy. I, and I, What you want to do. Yeah,
0: no, I totally get it. Like whenever, you know, Jen became pregnant, Joey left a band that I was in. Joey was playing in Sex and new violence. And it was just one of those things where it was like, you know, he, he was like, I'm not going to be able to do multiple projects anymore. I can't do this anymore. Still going to do Greywalker." And it was never like a fuck you dude, you know, but it was definitely one of those pieces of a much more complicated puzzle of what being in a band is. And that's kind of just what we've been talking about. So like, again, anytime I see like a fucking band doing anything like, Oh, Hey, we have a new EP coming out. It's like, I don't care if I don't like your band. The fact that you have something coming out, I don't know what you went through to get to that point, but God bless you. Hell yeah. Because I know how fucking hard it is to get something fucking out and all of the fucking shit, you know? And for anybody that doesn't know, Ricky did perform on the new EP. Um, We recorded with him. It was all fucking good. You know he's still around. He still likes our posts online. He's still <laughs> very much a part of what the Grey Walker family is, even if he isn't on the stage. He's still a part of it. Yeah. Well, just it, so you know, there's was, no bad blood or anything like that.
2: Well, it's it's just interesting because like it kind of goes back to this conversation of what it's like to be in a band. But, and, yeah. Yeah. And, and like, um you know, it's something that I've, you know, even struggled with, you know, you, you mentioned about like me leaving Sykes, you know, Sykes and the New Violets and everything. And, you know, like how hard of a decision that is, because like being in bands is kind of, it gets so ingrained in you. And even, you know, even now it's like, if I have to turn something down, like there's this big guilt in my, in my head, it's like, why can't i do both i think so much
0: of that really ties into like our personal lives and our jobs because even like before the jobs that we've had now i think that we've always taken work seriously like you know you've had a family to care for and like you were doing bartending and stuff so that's like a insanely like you gotta fucking like you know these are all very responsibility oriented jobs right so the idea of like you know bailing on something it's like you understand like, oh fuck, my kid's going to be fucking accountable if I don't go to fucking work. Or for you, it's like, oh, you know, my coworker that maybe has a fucking kid or worked a double the past two days in a row is going to be fucked if I don't come in today. Or, you know, it's like, there's all of these things where it's like, we're very hyper aware of our actions and the way that they affect other people. And not everybody has lives like that, which tends to make them more like selfish and uncaring but for whatever reason the stars aligned and we're all very much in that realm so it makes it hard for us a little bit harder i think to make those decisions because we know that like anything that we do is going to affect
2: everything around
1: us right pretty in tune with each other
2: we should just date each other I always joke that's that being depth, in a yeah. band is like four girlfriends, man. Like you guys that's what it is. It's just like, you're managing, everybody's trying to figure out what everybody's schedule is and figure it out how everybody feels, yeah. you, know, like, <laughs> like, you know, trying to get everybody's input and like, you know, trying to just make, make these relationships work when you have, you know, so many different opinions going into, um, you know, going into one idea, you know, even like, anything it's like even the decision to play a gig it's like we could have you know four or five different opinions on like you know degrees of whether it's a good idea or not it's like some people are like gung-ho and some people are like meh and other people are like why are we doing this like why is this even a conversation and it's figuring out that balance of like where it truly lies and and being able to talk through it and figure out um, what the right decision is for for the group.
0: Yeah. So I don't know what it is, but I still feel, even though... I feel like we get a good amount of respect from people that aren't in bands and people that are in bands and we get good opportunities and we do well at shows. What is it, this thing in me where I still feel like there's like a, a demographic of people that don't get it. Am I alone in this and feeling like there's like a demographic of, you know, this metal community that like just doesn't get it. And am I like? Does it even fucking matter that they don't get it? If that's the case,
1: um, I don't think. Like,
0: it why matters. do I focus so it's much on we this do negativity? Do
1: that goofy shit. And <laughs> you think that's what I it is—the goofiness? It is. We have too much fun. And if you're metalhead, you're supposed to be metal and everything serious and metal. And they look at us having a good fucking time and laughing <laughs> and dressing up as aliens and doing space coke, and they're like, fucking no look at this look at these dudes wearing fucking fanny packs of kenny yeah.
2: <laughs> get, get the fuck out of here guilty
3: i don't know I, I i hope that if there are people that think that and we're not um like the right kind of metal or that's like silly for me to even like think to myself because again like i'm from the school of it's all the same 12 notes but I just hope that they understand, like, uh, especially, dude, you and I, like, we will talk, like, deep-cut music, facts, artists. I... uh, My only thing is maybe personally, I don't want to be discredited because, boy, do I do my homework. Like, you know, like, I I love classic metal, you know, like, uh, all the way up, and I bands of any different genre and i don't really see like a right answer so it's like hard for me to sometimes relate to other people's opinions in that but like even if you don't if you if you hate us that's totally cool too just know that like i'm probably more similar to you than you think i probably know about the bands that you like too sure
2: i have a feeling that You know, a lot of people don't like us, not because of the band, but usually because of me. (laughs) 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 Literally going to every venue and just trolling the sound people, spitting on people, spitting on people, their girlfriends. It doesn't matter to me. Just your equal opportunity for me to annoy the shit out of, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to annoy the shit out of you until you like me. If we're diving into people's personalities, it. There
3: probably have been these times. Actually, we are aware that there have been these times when we've upset people, but unintentionally, they just don't know Joey's sense of
2: humor. <laughs> Asking said, the headlining band if you can backline out. your drums in front of theirs, <laughs> or, or yeah, or behind theirs, or I don't remember what it was. Um, oh, they they I asked if I could put like all of my stuff just in front of theirs. <laughs> Like even though we would we and were set on it up after. on the side. Yeah. And I was like, I want to set it up this way. They're like, that doesn't make any sense. I was like, but that's what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, just don't take this guy too seriously. Yeah. I'm not really
0: in any rush to end this conversation, but I also don't want to edit a three hour conversation down. So tying a bow on this whole chat, I think we've had some serious talk. We've had some fun talk, but you know, one of the things that I really value about this band in terms of like the spectrum of the yin yang, is finding out, you know, when to take things seriously, when to take things not too seriously. And one of the things with us is that, you know, obviously none of us are that good looking, anyways, but we've never been like a, oh, like we gotta wear X, Y, and Z and things like that. And don't come to the fucking show if you're wearing this or that. And, you know what I mean? You know, Joey always looks like the dad of the band, and he looks like a fucking goofball on stage. But arguably, I think one of the most notable things about any of our live performances is Joey. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't want to fucking take that away from him. You know, like
2: just being just me, go dude.
3: for it, dude. I go think for that it. This ties into the shredder thing. Not to like go too far. No, back. We, we never but finished I, it. So I I, I do it. like the same thing, and and I've actually made very good friends just from wanting to get to know to talk people. Because like I said, like, I probably also listen to what you do. Like, we can probably also talk and be cool and get along. And based upon those things, and and I've been on both realms where, oh, I thought you were, like, the cranky, purest metal dude. And I'm like, Jesus, God, I don't feel like that at all. (laughs) But then I've also gotten the, like, you know, I also... I where i will unabashedly wear a colorful teenage mutant ninja turtle shirt to kennywood sure which i recently did which you might have seen right yeah so that i I have also gotten the people wanting to be my shredder because oh well you don't look like you listen to like like good metal like you listen to some of that like so you're saying everybody's got a little bit of shredder in yeah yeah just like we have a little bit of the turtle like and, like, thank God I've been able to, like, make those friends and break down those barriers and be like, dude, I, uh, you might, yeah, I grew up with the turtles. I don't care. I'm going to wear that shirt. But that doesn't mean that, like, you know, I can't sit here and talk to you about the virtues of the paul diano era of iron maiden <laughs> compared to the bruce dickinson and like you sure. know what i mean because like there seems to be that divide there too and neither one is wrong and i'm the type of guy that i kind of dig both, in both I pants. Find, yeah i find things to like about both so the shredders seem to <laughs> discredit maybe or think of any of us maybe the wrong way. So you're saying Joey's a, ruining it again. Run. Yeah, and Joey brought that up one time, to be fair, to say it like, he actually sincerely, which is not too often, was like, guys, do you think I should change my my shirt? Should I start wearing black t-shirts? And we were like, no. Like, we want you to be you. We have you in this band to be you. Like, it wouldn't have that impact. Joey is our West Borland.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> i wouldn't go that far i know <laughs> we'll Get some contacts or something yeah. maybe
3: but but for sure so i don't know please don't judge a book by its cover like we we just want to hang
2: we, we're like we're friendly <laughs> guys. i like totally to, i like to tell people i'm unassuming like that's always the funny thing is like whoa like at work it's like i i end up telling people eventually like that i'm in a band and it's like well what kind of band are you in it's like you know, I I know what they're expecting. They're expecting me to say like the the '90s cover band or the or like the like '80s rock band, and it's like I'm in a metal band. Like, oh, what what does that mean? Like Daughtry? It's yeah. like no, not like Daughtry. And then some of them will get to like Metallica. It's like okay, well I can sh- sure that'll work. Yeah, that's that's the closest you're gonna get. And they're like, I don't see that in you. It's like, yeah, I know. It's fine with me. I don't care. I don't yeah. fit the I don't fit that mold, but you know, it is. It is what it is. I'm I, in what I'm into. I do fit the mold.
3: Well, as <laughs> <laughs> we even got you your true blue, man.
2: <laughs> so,
0: please check out our new record. Please don't consider the uh 120 minutes of this conversation that have been edited out. And uh yes, we're Gray Walker. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. One more time, Ugh. Evan, Joey, Colt. Thanks so much for being here. Brian, thank you for being here too. Thank you for keeping your shit together long enough to let all of these beautiful individuals still want to be friends with you. I'll be back again next week with another episode, same time, same place same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes or Brian. If you prefer calling me Sykes in person is hella weird, but whatever. Start the beat is my podcast. 2021 is the year. Whoop whoop is what I say. And my friends in the juggalo community, like everybody here, right? You're all juggalos. No, you're not. Don't worry about it. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. And uh, that's it. That's, that's I guess that's a podcast. I don't know. that will be good. There's some. Let, let it be known. It's two hours and forty minutes that we've been recording. And however long you are
1: watching this is however much you missed. And I didn't pee once. <sighs> I broke the seal. Which is for me. That's good. <sighs> yeah, it is. Wow.
0: That's real good, right? Do yeah. you have to pee now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go, bro. You're trying to go. See it out. Go, go, you go, go. We're done. Goodbye.